All right. For those of you that are out there doing training and you're not in the virtual world yet, come into the 21st century. In fact, the 2020 century, because virtual training is here to stay and it needs to be used extremely well to um, convert your traditional classroom and make it more available to those outside um, maybe the headquarters or where you're located. I'm Becky Pike-Pluth and virtual training is one of my wheelhouses. I've written a book called Webinars with Wow Factor, uh, another book that's score super closers, openers, revisitors, energizers for exactly that, for virtual training. And maybe you don't call it virtual. Maybe you call it a WebEx or maybe you call it live online. Um, Perhaps you call it a webinar. doesn't matter what you're calling it. The idea here is knowing how valuable it is and knowing that you need to keep up with the changes. So what are those things that you need to keep up with right now? Number one, first and foremost, um, you need to realize the success that virtual delivery is having and how it's really providing this flexibility within training. You can do just-in-time training live and consider that, hey, we're able to still create that passion. We're able to still create those, um, fostering those relationships as long as we're doing it really well. Utilizing the neuroscience of the brain. What we know right now um, is that the brain really needs to have both the creative side as well as the linear side. And we also need the prefrontal cortex, which is the part of the brain that is considering, it's thinking, it's analyzing, it's evaluating. It's the part of our brain that takes information in and process it and decides what to do with it. And so by thinking about, okay, we need to move into that virtual classroom, but we also need to keep up with the changes. Number one, first and foremost is, hey, if your platform has had some upgrades, you want to be using them, but you want to help your learners just ease into it so that their prefrontal cortex is accessible. So if they're nervous, if they're uh, having anxiety over utilizing tools, you need to make sure that, hey, we're providing that opportunity for you to just learn and discover um, slowly but surely. So as the classroom is kind of um, that webinar platform is expanding, utilize the full capacity, but utilize it slowly but surely. Um, if you think about technology today and then you think about tomorrow, you do realize that 75 apps have been created from today to tomorrow. It's probably more like a thousand, but I don't know the data exactly. I just know that from today to tomorrow, technology has changed. And so we need to keep up with how our platform has changed and make sure that we're up to date with any type of, Hey, update, let's get this done. Um, One other thing to consider is that um, making sure that your folks can access it from anywhere. Are they able to use their smartphone? Are they able to use um, an iPad or a device like that? Maybe it's their laptop. We are so on the go, and the virtual classroom needs to follow that. No longer can you just expect everybody to sit at their console and their computer and just be sitting there listening and learning. You need to consider that it might be in their car. They're salespeople. They're not stopping back at the office to get online. Nope. They're sitting in their car in between calls, and that is the opportunity, the window that you have. 
another thing with the rapid change is going from those longer webinars down to bite size. So we do a free one-hour webinar every single month. I encourage you to jump on, and it's a great way to just get some free training. We, we do it for free. It's, I'm not selling all throughout it. I'm just giving you some nuggets and um, maybe one of my other consultants as well. And just join us at the Bob Pike Group and, and get those free opportunities. But one thing that we have to keep in mind is that people don't have maybe a full hour and a half, right? Maybe they have 45 minutes, um, especially if they're just getting out of a meeting and they're going to be going into a meeting. Consider starting your virtual training at 8 10 instead of 8 o'clock, giving people time to get out of their prior meeting, get in, and then maybe ending it at 8.50, letting people just have that opportunity to get in and out. So that's one of the things where the virtual classroom is going. Also, you need to consider that global audience. Perhaps your company doesn't hasn't gone global yet, but if yours has, we need to consider time zones, consider um, bandwidth. A lot of times I have... Um, I'm consulting with a company and they're like, I don't understand why it's not really working for Argentina or why it's not really doing very well in South Africa. Well, it's because a lot of our platforms today are enabled for really fast, high speed internet. Um, I'm not even saying it needs to be overseas. For those of you that aren't global, maybe you have somebody in Oklahoma and they're in rural Oklahoma. And I use this example because I know it to be true because one of our consultants lived in rural Oklahoma and still had that dial up, you know, the, you know, that sounding you dial up. It's so slow. We need to make sure our platform can ebb and flow with the bandwidth. So I'm going to recommend no video, um, using minimal, um, music, sound, things like that. You would just want to kind of minimize that bandwidth as, as low as possible. So these are just a few of the ideas surrounding that virtual classroom and, and keeping in mind how you can keep up with those changes. I'm Becky Pike-Puth with the Bob Pike Group, and the virtual classroom should be used today. It's an awesome tool, but keep in consideration each and every one of the steps we covered today so that you can keep up with those rapid changes and have transfer happening.